think there's going to be much fighting involved in this episode. Like, <laughs> no, no, John, I think we're go. I think there's going to be so. fighting. No, like, I just we both agree Alex is wrong. He's got shit taste. Like, I don't understand. Well, I've is... already told him this, but like, <laughs> like well, we're gonna have. There's to not fight a lot him. of fighting involved, you know. No, no, no I kind of, right, I want to fight him. I, I kind of want to just fight him. <laughs> it's okay. Wooly senpai, <laughs> the episode. I'm, I'm, I'm used to it by now. God, what an abusive relationship we're in here. I know. <laughs> we just abuse Alex all the time. I I am the battered housewife of Aked. It's true. You're also the like the trophy wife. You're the one who's always on the front, the front man. Yeah. <laughs> I love how resigned your side is. Hello everyone and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and tonight I am joined by our czar of source material, John. Bro job, bro job, choo choo! <laughs> and I have to say, it's a shitty nickname, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, question mark, question mark, question mark, Shinoda. Peak power level, peak. How, how do you pronounce that? Don't worry about it. Triple Q. <laughs> I don't know. Triple Q, let's go. Uh, but anyway, three of us are here because it is the last of our Mob Psycho 100 spoiler cast. This is our spoiler cast for uh, season three. Um, final season of Mob Psycho 100 uh, because the manga is over. Uh, there will be no more, maybe, so <laughs> until one, one gets bored. <laughs> Hopefully one now focuses more on One Punch Man, and, like, I get to read more of that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, no real need, I think, to get into the technical stuff, because all of it's pretty much the same. Um, still Studio Bones. Uh, but one thing I definitely want to talk about is um, OPs and EDs, because we've done that for every single one of these so far. Um, John and I were talking about this beforehand. Um, one is okay, but so, I think it's not. I so I I don't know if it's because number the first OP is my favorite. It's like, mine too. Um, the second OP grew on me as time went by. This last OP, I just I couldn't get into it, dude. I, I was like, it looks cool, like, but it just doesn't sound that great in my opinion. Like, it's not bad by mm. any standard. It's just like it's just okay. Yeah. yeah um also are, worth mentioning that both minds. both of the op and the two eds that occur in the season are all done by mob choir um yeah who is mob choir by the way have we ever asked or answered that not really i assume based on the name that it's a group of singers and or musicians that were put together specifically for mob psycho 100 well i wonder because you know sometimes like or actually sometimes a lot of times uh animation studios will have the voice actors and stuff sing in their op or eb so yeah i'm wondering if it's people from the show it may it may very well be um i don't know that's a good question i i me um but yeah I, i'm i'm kind of with john the first op is still my favorite um just the, that yeah, that, so that counting up throughout the entire op just yeah. kind of get hyped. more hyped you get more hyped the higher it goes it's like it's so perfect and it fits so well <laughs> at the very end but Chinoda, why why do you like this one? Do you is this one your favorite? It's not my favorite. Number one is still like okay my mm. all time favorite for uh, Mob Psycho, but <laughs> it's 
definitely more than uh, not bad or you guys didn't like it. It definitely grows on you. Like, at it didn't first, grow on me I like number two did. I don't know. No, I, I guess I can understand that. But for me, like, number two as well, it, it didn't hit in the first bat. But then, like, after two or three episodes, I'm like, let's fucking go. For number three, it was the same. Like, initially, I was like, oh, this is kind of weird and different. But then, like, I kept on listening to it. I'm like, okay, all right, okay, I'm getting into this. It, it grew on me, man. I do like that, that Mob Psycho does go back to that old shonen trope of during the final fight, the original OP plays. Bro, that I was so hyped because I was like, <laughs> oh, animes don't do this anymore. Like, it's so not rare really, that you no. see animes revisit. Like, they'll always do like a uh, they'll do a slowed version of like one of the, the main, like either the OP or the ED. But like in the final climactic fight, they never like, especially it's in the third season, you know, it went back to the very first OP. And I was like, let's go. Let's <laughs> fucking go. I oh, so good. I old Shonen trope, but it's good to see blew my mind. Yeah, seriously. That's yeah. a classic trope. That's an actual classic trope. But yeah. no, that blew my mind. And I the, like as soon as it started playing, I'm like, no fucking way. Are they doing this? And then they actually started. I'm like, let's fucking go. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I got that, so that fucking hyped. You so hyped, dude. But I, I got to say, though. Like, I, I was literally this... a couple seconds away from tearing my shirt off. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, let's go. It's like a wrestling movie just comes out, tears his shirt off. And like, let's go. Yeah, I got to say, I think the scoring in season three was probably like the best out of all the seasons. I, I absolutely mm. love the score. Oh, like, without a doubt. When when we get to the mid, like the, because, so it's broken down into basically two parts, like the, the dimple arc and then the the, the Sabomi arc. I, I I called yeah the I I broke the man into two. I called them the psycho helmet religion slash dimple arc and the Subomi arc just for simplicity's sake. Yeah, but so there's these uh, moments where they do like the the soft spoken moments and they have like the strings playing and shit like the piano mm -hmm. and the soft sounds and I'm like oh oh my heart oh there's... oh you're setting the scene so well oh oh my there... god there is very little quiet scenes in the show. Yeah. Especially in season three. And like. It plays to a very powerful effect. When it is quiet, it's powerful. It's so and when it e And when it isn't, mm -hmm. it's still great because you have something that goes along with the scene. It isn't jarring. It just fits so goddamn naturally. You hardly notice it, but at the same time, you notice it because it just plays into the immersion, into the world so much more. Yeah. Like, I, I fucking loved, and I also, I absolutely adored Exist. Like, that song, when they do the slow version of Exist mm. during episode, I think it's six, at the end, and I'm just like, oh, oh, tears. First of all, episode six, bro, tears. I was crying. I was just like, oh, my God. I can't believe this happened. Like, I, I was so fucking. It was so, good. Let's talk about. Do we have, want to talk about the music anymore, or can we start getting into? The I mean, bits? You, well, you, well, I do want to mention the other ED as well, Cobalt, which I thought was it's okay. It's I um, the visuals yeah. were kind of a little disappointing to be perfectly honest. The visuals remind me of the first ED, where yeah, it's like they just do. hand drawn, kind of, kind of very minimalist almost. Yeah. Um, but the what song is, is just kind of okay. I definitely preferred Exist over Cobalt. Oh God, Exist was so um, good, especially because of the two episodes that it is used in i think it's used perfectly also just 
one last note on the music. Just I think this is another example. The the scoring in this scene, and and I would say the uh, the scoring throughout the entire series. It just ex- exemplifies why Kenji Kawai is a great anime composer. <laughs> I mean, he's done this, Ghost in the Shell, Eden there of the There was something East. that happened with the fucking kazoos. I think it was at the end or something where they do something with the kazoos again. Oh, yeah, where they bring him oh. back from the first season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, what the fuck was it? Um, I don't remember what, what section it was where they bring back the kazoos and it was like, it was funny because it was, they, like, it was, um, it was like fourth wall breaking with the kazoos. And I, I can't remember what it was now. God, it was in that was it it was it either in the last episode or the next to last episode wasn't it I I don't, I got to rewatch it again there was something funny that happened with the kazoos and I was just I know like, what you're talking I'm about funny. but I can't remember the exact like um the the context that it's done in um yeah I, just the music overall I think in the series is really good but the third season it kind of it goes up just that little extra notch yeah just like it just kicked it up just a little bit more and I and I appreciated it on a last like bit on the technical side, I definitely think that even as good as the art and animation was in the second season, I think it's just a little tiny bit better in the third season. Like this Bro, is the animation whoa, art at its whoa. peak. Listen, listen, hear me out. Hear me out. Mm. Season three, when we get to the Decabo fight against the broccoli tree, bro. The fucking god beams that they all shoot all the fucking radio like it was so Saka gets to the max. <laughs> Bro. It was maximum. It was crazy. It was so fucking crazy. I was like, "This is fucking peak animation." Like you could tell, you could tell this is Bones' A team working on this. Hey, I was like, "Is this Ufotable? Like, did Ufotable work on this?" Like, Alex, I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree with that. This is the S team working on it. Yeah, it's not even the A team, bro. S team, like. (laughs) honestly though john you said it if i didn't know better i could have been convinced that that fight at least that fight the dimple fight was done by ufotable bro so when it first starts out right the the um the first episode where it's like mobs trying to figure out his career path to the future right Mm -hmm. it was so weird watching that episode because i was just like this hits a little close to home bro like (laughs) oh and he's gone (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh no. no 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 john come back it hit, it, so it hit close. way too close to home it hit so close to home it hit, it hit so close to home he died <laughs> <laughs> it's it hit so close to home his internet died <laughs> yeah so it hit so close home to home because i was like i remember being a uh student once <laughs> and being like huh Man, you you're like not even an adult yet, but you need to decide on your future career path because once you if you decide too late, you're gonna be stuck being an old grouchy person who doesn't know what their dream is. And I'm like, why you gotta do this to me, man? <laughs> like I, I watch anime to escape real life. I don't I don't appreciate this. Just sitting there like, how fucking dare you do this to <laughs> like, me, anime? Man, I hate that. Like I'm in school again right now because I finally figured out what I wanted to do, but I'm old as shit now. And it's just like, oh god, like, bro, bro, bro. I don't want to hear about how old you are, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god. But anyway, so I was like, all right, a typical start to a mob cycle season where like the first episode is kind of just like, it's kind of just like, oh, okay. They're yeah, almost like. um I don't want to say they're setting the stage for what's to come, but it's almost like a, a very slow introduction to the to the action of the season. Well, it's just so very, like, so in the very first season, the very first episode, it starts off with, like, in this world, there are psychics, and they and he's, like, fighting monsters and shit, and things are blown up. So it's like, hey, 
Hook, look at me. Flashing yeah. lights. Like, here, sh- look at shiny, shinies. <laughs> Jingle, please. Like, get your attention. And <laughs> in, in this one, it didn't get really grab my attention, but I guess that you wouldn't be really be watching season three of a show if you weren't already invested. So that's probably why they're like, all right, we'll yeah. just do story building. So I thought that was a different change of pace because in the uh, season two as well, it starts off and it's just it kind of kicks off because like, oh, okay, here's season one. It ends and you're like, oh, what the fuck, Claw and this and that. And then season two starts and you're like, oh, there's so much intrigue. This is the very first time it's just like, we're not taking that route. We're slowing the fuck down. And I'm mm. like, oh, okay. It was a good, like, I thought it was a good tonal shift from like the whole high octane action. And I it, it set the pacing for me to understand like, I don't think season three is going to be about the fights. And I was right. It wasn't really about the fights. It was a good it was a good change of pace based on how season two ended for sure. Because you have like what seems like gonna be the climax of an entire like series being like the fight with the upper echelon of Claw and then the leader. Yeah. Like in any other shonen, that would be how it ends. Um but then you come back Unless to this and it's bleach. like huh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless you're Kubo Tite and you're bleach, and then you'll make it run for another three and a half years to make more money <clears throat> for an arc that no one cares about. And then it'll take 10 years. Oh. All right. I started recording again. <laughs> okay. All right. Stay, say what you were saying again. Bro, I don't remember what I was saying. <laughs> In that case, I'll take over. On top of the fact that the episode uh, slows the hell down. And goes back to the slice of life part. I also really like the fact that other than the school part, uh, after it was revealed that Subomi is applying to a prestigious school and all that, and like you see some of his percentage uh, jump up, you move on to the rest of the office, uh, Reagan and Sarazawa and Dimple, um, see what, what they're up to and all that. And I'm really happy to see that Sarazawa has really stepped it up. He's, he's oh yeah, he's, he's like a... he's going to school at night now. He's like he's no longer a neat. He's got a job. He's going to school to learn skills. I'm like Sarazawa interacting like, with people. He's got a good redemption. Like, like he he's grown so much over the whole story. Like and we only really hey, we've only had him for like towards the two end episodes. of season two. Yeah, we only have him for like two episodes, dude. But like, <laughs> I fucking crazy. love his character so much. He has so much impact. Yeah, we we have him for the last episode, the OVA, and now we have like the first episode, so three episodes total. Yeah, that's really like how much we've had Sarazawa. But I think that one does a fantastic job at <clears throat> tying up all the loose ends in the, the at season three because like it comes to a. Con- with the exception of like episode seven, episode seven's fucking weird. But like the conclusion that uh, one makes for um, Dimple, for literally the uh, what's her face, alien girl. I don't remember the alien girl's name. Oh, the the, the, the leader of the psychic club or whatever. Yeah, her. Yeah, I like. I I feel like the so. I said that there's two arcs in this season. Really, there's three, because you got that two-episode arc with the aliens and shit, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? But <laughs> that whatever. was the weirdest shit! As weird as some <laughs> shit in this anime has been, it's like, this is like some, this is next level, man. Yeah, but like, uh, even Teru. Teru has a redemption arc. Um, freaking... What is Mob's younger brother's name? Ritsu. Ritsu. Ritsu has a his own like development arc. Oh, like, everyone has a development. And I do. I'm, I do want to point really out awesome. with um with Teru, they did the rule of threes with comedy. He gets his hair blown off three times, and now it can never <laughs> happen again because it's not funny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that, 
I mean, <sighs> wasn't the joke that he after the first time it, he's always just been bald? Isn't that the joke? Yeah, but I he gets that was it, the running gag. It may be, but he gets it blown off three times, and that's why it's funny. After that, it's yeah, not funny anymore. Yeah, season one, season two, and then now season. Well, I mean, the show's over, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but oh my god! So the psycho helmet religion arc. I was, was right like, that it would be a prominent thing in season three. I was right. Yeah, of course. Like, obviously, one had to finish that off because it's like it's not going to have no ending. Yeah. So the way that it goes about ending the entire religion because it's like. So they're worshiping that giant broccoli that grows from season two and <laughs> the divine like, tree. <laughs> and as we all fucking saw a mile away coming, Dimple is the one who takes power from the tree. And he's like, he's turned into the, a God now. And it's like, Oh, Dimple's turning evil. And it's like, well, he's kind of always been like that. His character has been set up to be evil. Right. And well, in, in very typical shonen fashion, <clears throat> the power of friendship wins. <laughs> Like I mentioned, I was doing the watch party in our Discord server, and I mentioned to the people watching, like, Mob is genuinely like Commander Shepard. He just talks all the enemies down. He doesn't fight them. He just talks them well, down. All right, so I'm, I'm not giving enough credit to this fight thing. So for Dimple's uh, entire arc, like, so Mob, like, uh, he's going through life, and he's realizing, like, he has friends and stuff like that. And, like, for some reason, he thinks he's getting popular, and he, it's, like, going to his Oh, head. I want to talk about <laughs> that for a second. I just, so I shit on one all the time for his shitty art and, like, the chin balls. This is one re one part where I think the chin balls are fucking funny. <laughs> oh, it was absolutely hilarious to me. Like, watching him, his, his voice gets deeper. He's like, yes, I am Mob. <laughs> and it's like his facial features get all like rugged and chiseled, and he's got the like chin balls. Like, like no, that, Chad was, look. that was peak. That was peak Mob. I, I was oh like, God. holy shit. There's there's a scene where he's like he's like regular Mob, right? And he's walking with Ritsu, and Ritsu's like, so you think you're getting popular? And instantly his face is like, yes. <laughs> and it actually comes from a series of misunderstandings, which are actually believable too. Yeah. And that's the best part. <clears throat> I like I mean, how at first he's not not sure how to like handle like being popular when he thinks he's being popular. He's like, oh, well, well, I like how he doesn't even realize he's popular until like uh, I don't remember wh whichever one of the girls. I think it's that purple hair girl that he saves in season two comes up to Mob hmm. after he talks to like uh, the newspaper chick and the uh, the tel telepathy club leader. Hmm. After they talk to Mob, we're like, hey can you hang out in the morning? And the other one's like, hey, can you hang out at night? And then the purple hole chick goes up and she's like, hey, I didn't realize you were so popular. Mm -hmm. um, and then oh, he's like, oh, me? I'm popular? Something else Something <gasps> else I noticed. Um, so the, the few times that we actually get a chance to see Subomi throughout the run of this series, um, at least at school and not in the flashbacks, um, she's always like flanked by two girls. One is like a broccoli, the other is an onion. And you see that again at the start of season three. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of the scene, like, they're actual people. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so that has to do with, like, the whole... I don't remember. There's a different anime that does this, too, where, like, everyone other than the main character and the girl that he's interested in are just faceless. It was a movie that we watched, I believe. Oh, um, uh, well, that happens in um, A Silent Voice. Yeah. Where the people have, like, the yeah. X's over their face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like... It's symbolism. Like, everyone else didn't really matter to Mob. It's now that, because he's becoming more self-aware of, like, his place and, like, understanding that other people are actually kind of just, you know, relationships are important and stuff like that. It's him finally realizing, like, these aren't just extras to Subomi. 
They're actually people. I did Yo. not get that from that. I just thought it was one being fucking nuts. Nah, no, nah, it's, you got to read a... deeper, Alex. You got to read deeper into it's, it's it. It's more like Japanese symbolism. I, I do think I do think it's funny that once we actually see what they look like, they look like forty year old women, <laughs> and they're supposed That's to be old. in middle school. <laughs> There's that scene where Subomi sneezes and then she has like snot on her hands, and oh, she's yeah. like, "Oh God, can you guys go go to class? I I I'll catch up later." They're like, eh? <laughs> "Subomi Chan, let's go out together." <laughs> and she's like, "No, no, really." She's like, eh? and I was like, "God, I hate these girls. I hate these <laughs> high school girls so much." I don't think you're supposed to like them. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to like them because there's just extras and shit like that. But I'm like, I felt so bad for Subomi. I'm like, oh God, but. <laughs> oh my god, we're, we're getting off topic. So let's talk about the actual first part of the season because so, we're kind of so, getting off track. Oh my god! So Mob's getting a big head over this, and then like Dimple, being who he is, he's like sees an opportunity to, to attack. Well, he's he's talking to Mob. He's like, "Are you sure it's not going to your head, dude? Like you've had quite a lot of misunderstandings before." And it's like this is something that I thought was really cool. So it may seem like Dimple is kind of an asshole because he mm. kind of is. But he's always been realistic with Mob. He's kind of the only person who's ever been realistic with Mob. Everyone else kind of lies to him or panders to him because they're afraid of or him. Or takes advantage like of him. Or takes, or takes advantage. advantage. I mean, yeah. you could argue that Dimple was taking advantage of Mob because he, he kind of was. <laughs> Originally, he was. Originally, yeah. And, like, because it's gone to Mob's head, he, Mob's like, whatever, Dimple. Like, I don't care about your opinion. You blah, blah, blah. And then Dimple's like, oh, okay. So then he, he's like full send. I'm I'm doing my master plan. So then like, there's a uh, someone comes out as the the founder of the uh, psycho helmet religion, and it's like, and it's not mob. It's, it's not mob. It's just a poorly drawn version of mob that looks like it. And then like, obviously to the viewers, we're all like, that's a dimple. 100. percent We all know that's a dimple because he was on top of the broccoli absorbing the power already. So it's like we know. Oh, at the yeah, there's that was is it episode like 2 or 3 of the season where it ends with him like laying on top of the broccoli episode and he says like one actually it's now the very time. end of episode 1 that that's when that happens. Yeah. Oh, I want to talk about something else that happened in this part of the arc. Um so uh one thing that does happen is the cultural festival at school, right? Yeah. Um Yep. And at the very end of it, we get a scene that should have been in season two. I swear to fucking Christ. Um, we talked about it, John. We talked about it. You know how we were talking about how it, it's kind of like shitty writing, how um, show just appears at the end of season two with no like build up, no, no setup, no nothing, right? Yeah. In season yeah. three, we get a scene that sets up show to arrive later in the fucking season. And we did, we this, this scene should have been in season two. Yeah. That was I something mean, like, yeah. Like, I, it, it's at the end of the cultural festival, and Ritsu's in the maid outfit because he got roped into being doing like a maid cafe. I love that. And I love that in the and, beginning, Ritsu's on the uh, student council, right? Yeah. Help or whatever. And he's like, are you sure we want to do the, the festival? Like, we're going to get noise complaints, guys. Like, I don't think it's a good idea. And you're just like, you're the entire time you're wondering, like, why is Ritsu so against the cultural festival? Like, that's kind of weird. And it's because he didn't want to do a cross-dressing cafe maid outfit. <laughs> I love that detail. I, I love mm. that they even put that in there because they didn't have to. No. You could have just showed, like, Ritsu being depressed that he had to do this for his class. But it was fucking hilarious but genuinely it's this hilarious too because he can pull it off really well yeah <laughs> this this uh this scene where where show just appears and goes like hey ritsu it's me and they sit down and they start talking like 
why wasn't a scene like this in season two? <laughs> right. Um, but uh, I, I really liked the culture festival arc because, again, it shows Mob's growth. Like, he's roped into being in – the non-volunteers are roped into doing costumes for their um, haunted house. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, who in their right mind would take that much of an important role? If you're doing a fucking haunted house, costumes are probably like <clears> – <throat> I'd say number one or number two on the list of most important thing to do. Probably the construction of the actual like maze and stuff through it. It's probably number one. The costumes are probably number two. You should probably so, give that job to someone who's actually excited about doing it. Yeah, like it, it didn't make sense to me. I was like, who who would do that? Like who would shaft the guys who didn't volunteer with like it's such an important job? Like dumbass class. But anyway, that's beside the point. I love that Mob at the end was like um he <laughs> I love that they introduced the, the hundred yokai thing, and they kind of just like brush them off. Yeah, <laughs> and they just they go around and Sarah's out, and Mob are just killing them like normal. And it's like, oh my god, it's the king of the hundred demons! I can't believe he's being revived already. And then it, it hard cuts like he's dead now. I had <laughs> oh, no. I had, I had a I, yeah. I had a feeling while I was watching that that dude, the hundred yokai hunter or whatever. Like, I feel like he's supposed to be a caricature of an actual weeb. I don't. I don't know. Wait, what? Really? Where That's what I got that from, from that. Like, I, I feel like he's supposed to be a caricature for, like, actual, like, um, shall we say, uh, intense anime fans. I didn't get I that vibe. Yeah. Uh, I disagree. I, I think he's just, like, a... He's a weirdo. He's just a regular weirdo who <laughs> tries to fight ghosts or yokai. It is funny, regardless. Sword. But, yeah, I love that Mob came into his own character and, like, he actually took charge and was like, guys, I really don't think we should... We should call it, phone it in. We should really make our own costumes. And then he like forces the other guys to do it. And I was just like, I, he's so assertive now. My boy is growing up. Like he's he's not a fly on the wall anymore, you know. And I'm just like, like season oh, so one, he would that. he would never ever would have done something like that. Now, yeah. like he's perfectly fine with it. I mean, even in the beginning of that, like when they were like, "Oh, we'll just get sheets and call them, cut a little eye holes, call them ghosts." Like that's good enough. And he's like, "I don't think we should." And then they're like, "Oh yeah, what do you have in mind then, Shigeo or Mob?" And then he's like, "Buh, buh, 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 buh." <laughs> like he can't speak because he, he's like, "Ah, too much pressure." But over the course of like the hundred yokai thing and him getting inspiration and him, him just learning, like getting that courage to speak up, you know, that feeds into the why he got such a big ego. Because everyone in the class, they obviously weren't like it was the best thing, but they're like, "Hey, good job! You actually made something kind of cool." Yeah. So it was good watching that. I I loved that. But yeah, so then we get to the uh to the psycho helmet religion, which is like it's a full blown religion now. Um, it used to be just a gathering of fanatics, but they've just like it's grown beyond like, its original like scope. <laughs> well, because after the giant broccoli or the divine tree sprouts in the middle of the fucking city after season two. Like now People all these crazy it. Yeah, all these crazy fanatics are coming out and they're like, No, there's a dragon egg on top of the broccoli. Like, no, it's Mother Nature coming back. We're the we're the green utology people. Like, what the like literally crazy. every sort of faction you can think of. Yeah. Appears. So like obviously someone has to come in and take control of that. And um <clears throat> Dimple tells Mob, he's like, You should do it. Like, I'll be your wingman and I'll help you guide these people and Mob's like, No, I don't want to do that. Why would, I would never do that. And he was like, that's a dumb thing to do, and blah, blah, blah. And then Dimple takes it personally. He's like, all right, well, you shadow all over my ideas. I guess I'll just go do the thing that I said I was going to do in the very beginning, mm. which is harness this power and become a god. 
and he does yeah <laughs> like look at that it, it went full circle he became a god god dimple is so fucking funny <laughs> <laughs> um i do like that the uh like the fake mob that he creates using like the broccoli power whatever uh looks more like a penis than mob does <laughs> <laughs> yeah because he has like the bowl cut but he's like a longer face yeah but yeah so like dimple uh goes full evil and he starts brainwashing everyone in the fucking city with candy you with candy dirty yeah. bastard <laughs> not any like any any type of broccoli product that he can get into people is what he uses to brainwash yeah like people. powdered yeah. powdered broccoli stuff into treats drinks stuff like that and he he makes his dream come true he becomes god he yeah, actually the he accomplished more with that than he did with his original like plan before. His, yeah, his the lol religion, <laughs> the lol. And like watching mob and oh my god! So when mob finally catches on and is like, you can't brainwash people, and he goes and confronts Dimple because he obviously knew that it was Dimple that was at the center of it because everyone like even freaking um, Teru knew that. It was like mm. the only person. Who, he's done this before. <laughs> like, like we know Dimple did this before. This is obviously Dimple. Yeah. So when Mob goes and confronts him, uh, I I knew I fucking knew that Dimple would be like, "You can't fight me with violence because then you'd just be proving my point." And I'm like, "Oh, this is actually a point of contention because Mob has thus far been using violence to get his way to make people like, no, you can't do that. That's bad." But then like it comes into play that. That's what Dimple wants, because he's like, that's right, Mob, stop me. I want you to stop me. Prove my point. And that's when uh, Mob, like, stops, like, going off his scale of, like, power and just fighting Dimple and being like, you're right. I don't need my powers to fight you. You know why? Because I know who you really are, Dimple. And he's like, has the heart to heart, and he actually talks it out instead of fights him. And I'm just like, I knew this was coming. I knew the power of friendship was going to save the day, but I fucking enjoyed it. <laughs> it was so predictable. Honest to God, it was so predictable, but it was so enjoyable to watch because I was like, because watching Mob grow as a character over the last three seasons, how he builds his confidence, how he understands like sometimes just using your powers is not like the best way to do anything. And then Dimple growing as a character is like, yeah, he was a bad guy. And then he was like, oh, I'm just going to try to scam this kid. But then Dimple becomes like attached to the kid and realizes like it's just fun being around Mob. He's made me more human and more like attached to life than anything else than anything like achieving his dream of becoming a god he even says it. it's like once he got it he felt off he felt like he wasn't complete still he yeah, uses the word empty like, to describe it yeah yep. um, and i was just like this is such an impactful scene i was like i i love that they went this direction even though i knew it was gonna go this direction i love that they did they did it anyway because it's just yeah. it, it was executed so well I would argue that predictable. It was executed beautifully. Yeah, I would argue that it's it's as impactful as it is because uh, number one, because of how well Mob is developed over the course of the series, but also how well that that Dimple is. Um, yeah, Dimple's such a good character. I feel like if this was between Mob and any other character, it wouldn't be anywhere near as impactful. I mean, if it was Mob and Reagan, I'd say so. But well, that, Mob I mean, and Reagan, maybe. But even that, I think, is is debatable. But. Yeah, so like eventually, uh, Dimple like like just agrees with Mob. He's like, "You're right. I'm not a bad guy. I'm actually a good guy now because of you. You've changed me, Mob. And by golly, power of friendship rules the day." So then he like Mob passes out because every time he uses his power, he passes out. <laughs> I'm now. Commander Mob, and this is my favorite anime on Crunchyroll. <laughs> and I love and the then, fact that like the, this was 
like right uh after they were fighting they stopped fighting at the point of um the end of the fifth episode where he fires a godly beam i believe at mob and like he sees the shirt mob's been wearing which is just <laughs> yeah ugly he's wearing the, the ugly monkey shirt so with one thing everyone that... and their mother was just sees mob wearing it and they're and like, they lied to him they fucking yeah, lied yeah. to him so they're like okay mob if Teru... that's your choice that's fine Teru gets the shirt for mob because he's like this is a fashionable shirt you should wear it and He's like, Mob's like, oh, are, okay. And then Ritsu sees it. And Ritsu's like, are, are you sure you want to wear that? Like, okay, Oni-chan, if you really want to, you can wear it. Then Reagan sees it and he's like, uh, uh, keep your keep your school jacket on. I, it's more defense points. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dimple is the only person who sees it and goes, what the hell are you wearing? What are those? <laughs> are you okay? Do you need help? Like, he's flat out <laughs> yeah. stops the fight. He he's just like, yo, fighting. are you good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my because he's such a bro and oh my god so like and that's when mob realizes like oh like dimple like, like I, dimple's still there it's still yeah, him it's still my friend and that's when he chooses the path of non-violence and it's just like oh all warms and stuff power of friendship and then like uh mob faints and then they're escorting him he's uh dimple's carrying him he's like what am i gonna do with you mob and he's escorting him out and then the tree fucking comes alive <laughs> and i'm like yo okay like is this this new big bad like the, the that was a twist i did not see coming I'm yeah see, see when, when that happened yeah. when that happened i genuinely thought okay the rest of the season is going to be about actually fighting this now sentient tree yeah that's what i thought it was going to be and then like bro which it probably should have been in hindsight but the animate and we'll get to that the animation with dimple versus the broccoli tree bro god tier god tier god it was so good yeah soundtrack the sound effects everything about it the colors the composition watching the non-stop fight scenes because the tree is like 100 like uh it's unlimited proliferating where it's like throwing clones of trees yeah. at dimple and dimple's like in god mode and he's god dimple mode he's just like hah, hah, hah. he looks and like then... a giant yellow pickle <laughs> <laughs> and like and then we get to uh mob finally waking up and then it's like Dimple is like, hey, what's up, Mob? And it's like, you see Dimple's all fucked up. And it's like, oh, I guess he won that fight against the tree, right? Because it's like, oh, yeah, because they've been fighting for like, it's like five fucking minutes or something. Three, five minutes of just nonstop action. Which no, I think it's the anime. a lot longer than that. You the anime, the, an the progress we, of time. We only yeah. see it for a couple of minutes, but I'm pretty sure the anime is meant to imply that it goes on for hours. Yeah. So Dimple's been fighting for a while. And when Mob finally, like, kind of wakes up and he's like oh dimple what, what are you doing and then dimple's like kind of messed up and stuff and you're like oh yeah he, he won the fight awesome i like how you don't realize that at first because you see it from mob's point of view and you're just seeing mm -hmm. his face and it's like he's got some scratches and stuff but you think oh no no worse for wear and then it cuts to a wide shot and you see bits and chunks of him missing yeah <laughs> and then dimple. you see the fucking oh, tree yeah. and then you see the tree in the background still alive and dimple's like since he's in this state, I can probably brainwash him. And he brainwashes Mob. He's like, you need to get up, Mob. You need to walk out of here, right? And you need to tell everyone to leave. Like, those are my first and last things I need, I'm going to order you to do. And then Mob does it. And then the fucking tree attacks Dimple and eats Dimple. And you're like, yo, whoa, what the fuck? No, like, before, before that, as he's walking away, he turns back to, Mob turns back to look at him. And, oh, yeah. And then he oh sees Dimple, God. like, in regular Dimple form. 
but even like but then we get cut into like real life is dimple is still in his god form mm. but the form that mob sees is dimple in his regular form and he, he, like he turns back and he's just like waving like yeah see you mob i'll see you later i gotta do something first mm. and you're just like bro dimple's about to die like bro no no that was like the first me, hit that was like oh no no i want to i want to say i want to say right now it may be a trope but i am a slut for the heroic sacrifice <laughs> even even more so even more so when it's done by an antagonist and boy yeah, when so, Ma, when uh, when they did like, this with dimple oh my god i'm like yes my boy <laughs> redemption arcs right because yes. so every person has a redemption arc in the end of season three right everyone gets a closure to their story uh like like teru has one later but this is dimple's redemption and i was just like he had to die and he did it to save mob so that he gets eaten by the tree and then he fucks up the tree oh bye chinoda oh bye chinoda <laughs> Uh, so he, he he fucks up the tree, but then like he lifts the tree off, and then like the tree. Oh, Chinoda's back. Yep. Bye. Hey, Chinoda. Hello, Chinoda. <laughs> so yeah, he gets eaten by the tree, and then like it cuts to like a uh, mob back at home, and then like the news going off, like the 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 divine tree is being lifted off into space. Oh, what's happening? Because when mob tells him uh, Reagan's idea of like, oh, we were just gonna chop the tree and just move it to the ocean. <laughs> Dimple's like, that's a dumb fucking idea. That, that will never work. <laughs> and that's what he literally fucking does. He's like, I have god powers. Bye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he just like he gets eaten by the tree, but then he takes it over and he floats it into space to just go go die off in space. The tree doesn't Wait, did exist he anymore. Float it into space or into the ocean? He floated it off into space. Yeah, they okay. say in the news report that it goes off into the atmosphere. So. Yeah, and it's just like you're like. He's not coming back and then it cuts again to like it's been a month now and ritsu's like oh you still upset that dimple hasn't shown up in like a month that's fine he'll show up eventually and it's like oh dimple's dead dude he's dead i like and how I like, there's a tears scene. in my eyes bro i was like oh dimple that was such a good redemption art yeah there's a scene there's a scene like right before that where mob like goes back home and he's he's like putting you putting his bed together and he lays down and he's like yeah it'll all be fine when dimple comes back and then he starts crying because deep down oh he knows God. that he knows. broke me <laughs> he knows that... he's not coming back bro that destroyed me. Like, after that episode, I, I had to turn off my TV and just, like, process for a good minute. I was like, Oh, my God, John's fuck? crying right now. <laughs> I teared up a little bit thinking about the scene. Oh, God, no. no. It, a tiny bit. It was a beautiful scene. It's so good. Because it so well I am always a sucker for, like, antagonist turned friend who does the heroic sacrifice. Yes. I am a sucker yes. for that. Because it hits so hard. Because it's like, when you have... Friends and enemies are uh, very intimate, right? This is the word I'm looking for. Because Air quotes intimate. <laughs> intimate because to hate someone, to truly hate someone, you'll know a lot about them to hate them, right? It's a very intimate thing, which is why in writing it's used quite a lot. Like friends or foes turned into friends, right? Yeah. And, because... and in fiction, I agree with you. In real life, it's a lot more simplistic than that. But Yeah, I know, but... <laughs> My point is, in, in fiction, in writing, in good writing and stuff like that, like, fucking Power Rangers, man. Green Ranger is evil. He turns good. He's White Ranger. I love that shit, okay? I was born and raised on this fucking stuff. In fucking Elden Ring, Blythe. Like, what happens with Blythe's storyline? That shit, same thing. You know? 
like friend turned enemy turned friend at the end and it's like self-heroic sacrifice you're like well what the fuck so i'm a sucker for that shit me too and i just it's one of the reasons why the ending of arcane is so damn good i cannot have imagined dimple having such a good redemption arc to be honest because i didn't know one was capable of closing things out because the only thing i've seen prior to this was one punch man and that's still going right now the manga yeah like the web manga i believe he doesn't do anymore but he's doing the regular manga with um Murata. Murata. yeah um. so let's see if he can close that one out but yeah i oh god dimple dimple my boy honestly oh. i know i know i know y'all love to to harp on mob and mob is a really good character but I have to say, my favorite character in the entire series is Dimple. I think my favorite's still Mob, because unlike what you say, Alex, I think it was great that we saw the ending that we saw. It I... should not have ended where Dimple dies. Mm. First I'm... and foremost. I, 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 I disagree. I actually think this whole thing with the Psycho Helmet religion and the Dimple arc really should have been a season-long arc. And you could have woven the stuff with Subomi in throughout it. No, if it was an average shonen, it very well could have been, and, yeah. and it would have. I'm glad they didn't. But I, it, I guess are we gonna go into the Subomi arc now? No, well, not let's yet. Talk about not the yet. alien one. Yeah, okay. Okay. Right. Go into, so, can we can we all just next, weird? Wait, can we all just agree how fucking weird this shit was? Yeah, that's so, after that dramatic, weird. after that dramatic, because I get that that's something that's a storytelling thing, right? Right after a dramatic, yeah, right after something super dramatic and heart wrenching, you need to have comic relief afterwards you need to have a breather yeah because you can't just have complete sad all the time because it'll just not be great or complete action yeah however that fucking break was real fucking weird i also think it didn't need to be two fucking episodes either (laughs) i thought okay so honest to god i thought that it was going to end without so the fucking telepathy club leader is like we need to make memories because i'm graduating going to high school this and that and the, the club members, the slacker club members are like, nah, we're not really, we don't, we've made plenty of memories. She's like, you don't understand. And then she <laughs> like disbands like, the club and this yeah. and that. Yeah. And her entire thing is she wants to find a telepathy. UFO. A, a, a UFO. She wants to use telepathy to find a UFO. And I'm like, I thought you were the telepathy club. Like, I don't understand how that relates. Yeah, to I, I don't understand how these two things are related, but. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So the, eventually I thought it was going to be your stereotypical, like, they're just going to go on the mountain trip, hiking. They're just going to make good memories. I did not fucking expect there to be actual aliens. Yeah. Or for one of them to get fucking abducted and then butt probed. Well, he wasn't butt probed, but yeah, it was implied that he was basically banging. He was banging the queen of the aliens. Yeah, no, it was yeah. implied that he had an entire harem of alien harem. women. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's right. Mometa, he went to the party. Mometa, that's his name. So they're... they're um... And that was not the sixth episode. That was the seventh episode Seven. that yeah. this happened. Yeah. Um, towards the end of it, you know, you're, you're looking around and you're like, wait, one of them is missing. And they're like, where the fuck is Mometa? <laughs> and it turns out he actually, <laughs> they forgot to put him back. So like, he no, just... the aliens didn't put him back because the, oh, yeah, the aliens literally yeah. abducted him to just have him like, because they're all apparently girl aliens, I guess, because they're all pink with like beautiful anime eyes. <laughs> And like 1980s like, bug eyes they took him to their planet he became a fucking hero on their planet because he was the only one that could kill their natural predator which and only like, ate their crops it was like the size of a dog it was like a spider the size of a dog which and was, he was just like hilarious i just walked up and kicked it 
Man, that's all you did. You walked up and killed the spider. And they just like, oh, hero. And it's like, what They're the like, fuck? this man is our king now. And he became such a staple of a fucking empire. And he, he was getting laid every day, partying all the fucking time. Like, this literally happened in the anime. And then he grew bored and he was like, I want to go home now. My people. I want to go home. And he managed to convince them. They're like, We'll miss you, but yeah, okay. Yeah, and then he comes back, and like, no time has passed. Like, yeah, don't I don't know how much time has passed. I it don't tell you, but he just look, shows look, back up. <laughs> John, super le- uh, super relativity. Okay, I, fuck it. That's sure. not how that works, but okay. He he will <laughs> just roll, roll with it. Black holes. I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. It was so weird. I do understand that they they needed a breather after it, but I don't think this was the breather they needed. I think it was a good breather just to do the whole, like, they hiked up and they had a good time as a telepathy club. I did not think the alien thing was necessary. Honestly, honestly. It was hilarious. I thought it was fucking funny. If the seventh episode, if the seventh episode had ended, like, with the end of the hiking trip and maybe, oh, we see something go across the sky. Oh, my God. Was that a UFO? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I thought I, I exactly thought that was where it was gonna go, and I was like, "That's fine. That's an acceptable episode." It just had to go f- further beyond, and it was so fucking weird. Yeah, I loved it. That that it, fits it was a so fucking well into fe- mob though. It's such a fever dream. And then the other thing I was thinking, I was like, "Wait, so they know that psychics exist? They know that ghosts exist? They know that aliens exist? They know that aliens exist? Like." What the fuck is EarthGov doing, bro? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> absolutely nothing. Well, they do well, absolutely nothing fair, about this. EarthGov doesn't ne- necessarily know about aliens. That's they true. They don't know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think they that if you're a group of middle school ghosts. students who aliens visit you in the middle of the woods, you're going to go back and tell some people that fucking shit. <laughs> well, they did. They I don't know. They, they don't really talk about, uh, like... A no, lot of things to be because fair, things are normalized. To be fair, there isn't out here. So when the guy gets returned, he loses his memories of what happened with the alien. But he still has the big anime eyes. Yeah, when he talks about meeting them again. But it says that his memory of the time on the planet is hazy. So if anyone else got abducted and then returned, their time on the planet would also be hazy. So they'd be like, oh, we definitely saw aliens there. Right? And that was online. That was every Everyone knew that. The aliens would show up there. They didn't know that they'd take you to their actual planet. John may have a point here. <laughs> that may there be an, an actual out. out. There is an out. And also, it's not even relevant to the story. It's just a one-off, like, we just went further beyond just to fuck with you, the viewer's expectations. And it did. It fucked with my expectations. Yeah. Did not to see it coming. <laughs> I, I can't say that I necessarily, like, really enjoyed it, but it was no, all I, right. I didn't really I enjoy it. it. I liked it. It was weird, I, but I, yeah. it was that good uh, mob it was cycle. Funny, weird. It was yeah. that good one kind of weirdness I, that I, I fucking guess. love. I felt the se- the season would have been exactly the same without it. <laughs> I also feel like the season would have been the exact same without it. <laughs> uh, which makes me wonder, like, as a writer, why would you put something in that doesn't matter? <laughs> Alright, so now we reach the, the last final arc, arc of the series. The final, the final four arc, episodes. Which is the only part where I'm probably going to disagree with absolutely everyone else. Because you have wrong opinions. Yes, we know. Yes, we know. We discussed this. My biggest so. issue before we get into this is I think this would have been a lot better if over the course of this anime, Subomi had been developed more as a character. I uh, I can she's actually not, a little bit agree right, with right. that. So let me, let me say something. What are the two things 
from the very first fucking episode of the anime, what are the two things that Mob wanted to do? Confess to Subomi. Confess to Subomi was one of them. And the other thing was? Oh. Uh, fuck. What find was his place. F- find a purpose. Find his right. place. Right. So yeah. a recurring theme in Mob Psycho is that he can't find a place for himself and he finds friends who accept him for who he is. In the very last arc, the last thing that Mob needed to do was to learn to accept himself. Beautiful. I, I get it. Beautiful. I get I get the message. I get what they're trying to do. I just think it could have been done better. I I disagree, dude. I think how they handled it went perfectly. Like, so we, we entered the last arc. Basically, Subomi's uh, moving away now. So everyone's, like, confessing their love to Subomi. And they're... And Mob's like, oh, God, I got to confess my love. I got to do something. And he just literally spends the episodes. What the fuck was that? Heard... Fucking Is someone, like, trying to break car. into your house, Chinoda? No, oh, someone's revving their car out there. Nice. Yeah, I could hear that on my end. Me Jeez. too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yeah, we get to the end, and Mob's, like, trying to figure out, why does he like Subomi in the first place? Because he, he wants to confess to her, but he doesn't know what to say. Because everyone else, every other guy basically like has a crush on Subomi as well. And there's like that huge line of guys <laughs> waiting to confess. Okay, to okay, okay. Let's go him. into it. Um, So episode, which episode was this? Ninth episode. Um, news breaks out basically that Subomi is going to be moving in a month. And like all the boys, uh, literally, there is a literal line that goes like around the school of like all the boys probably a couple of girls as well, confessing to <laughs> Subomi, uh, and she is just flat out rejecting everyone. <laughs> yeah, like a factory line. They show like, that. In you, like, know, you know what I thought of? of? You know like, that, that, crying and stuff. you know that, you know that, like, that thought of the person with the rejection stamp just, <laughs> oh, man. And, like, I thought it was funny, because I was just like, I didn't expect what was going to happen. Right. So eventually Mob he goes and he asks advice from like um his club leader. He goes and asks advice from um photography girl, newspaper girl. Basically everyone. And, even everyone, Reagan. Everyone around him, yeah. And then he goes and asks Reagan and he finally comes to his own answer about like because of Reagan, I should just <laughs> In typical Reagan fashion, he's cheating by Google searching it on his phone yeah. and telling Mob like what to do. And I love that Sarizawa sees it. And he's like, ah, he's cheating. I also <laughs> think like he boy. wants to call him out for it, but he's like, no, that's not what you do for a boss. Yeah. I fucking I love Reagan so much. Oh, so eventually Mob comes to his own answer. He's like, all right, I'm gonna go get a rose. I'm gonna invite her. Uh, to the park that we used to play at when we were kids, and I'll just tell her I just I've loved you since we were kids, and I want to be your boyfriend because you're the only person who's ever accepted me when I was using my powers. One small like, detail oh, about okay. this that I really do like is that when he goes and buys the rose, the guy that that well not the guy that sells it to him, but one of the guys working at the the flower shop is the one of the claw guys that he defeated in the, the first season. Yeah, yeah one of the big yeah. names too. Or no, was it the second season? The plant guy. Second season. Yeah, the plant guy. Second season. Um, I thought that was a nice little touch. He's nice little callback. The, uh, the the top five or elite five, yeah. whatever the hell they were called. Uh, and he has a job that, that kind of suits his power. Yeah, 
And, like, I love that every single person around him was helping Mob out. Like, all the friends, all the relationships, like, they're all culminating. Like, these people who have helped Mob, like, uh, the every single person who's built a connection to Mob gives him advice and helps him out. And in it's genuine way. advice. It comes from yeah, a place of genuine like, care. And it's, like, watching all these bonds and stuff. I'm like, oh, good for Mob, man. He finally, he made good friends. They're all, like, actually worried about him and want the best for Mob. Because even dis- despite all of them not being able to give him perfect advice or even advice at all, they're all like, we're rooting for you, dude. Like, you got this, man. Like, you need to confess and you need to just open your heart up to that girl. And I'm like, these are really good friends. Good. I'm so happy that Mob has friends like this. And the same thing, like, with the claw guy, him seeing he <laughs> Mob buys, like, a single, I think it's, like, a, a thousand yen, so, like, a $10 yep. bouquet. And then he comes out with, like, one of those $50 bouquets, like, a big-ass bouquet. With lots of different like, flowers in it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, oh, that's so nice of them. And then... He gets hit oh, by a boy. fucking car. Holy like, shit. Like, he I... saved a, a cat from getting hit by a car first. And then you see a kid almost get hit by a truck. Mob. Because he's being an powers, idiot and looking down yeah. at his fucking Game Boy. Mob inst- uh, just instinctively rushes out and pushes the kid out of the way and gets hit by that car. I mean, not car, truck. It was truck, a truck. Yeah. He was that that truck was trying to isekai him, bro. No, bro, bro. like it was like, about to get isekai. Yeah. The very last scene of the episode, you just see mob like laying on the street and like a Bleeding lot out. of blood coming out. Just imagine, yeah, like, oh, oh, just imagine an alternate not... universe where he gets hit by the truck, and dies, and then he just wakes up with irons over top of him. Like, wake up, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely, I was like. Bro, I thought this was about to go Rumbling Hearts. I I really thought it was about to go down the route of Rumbling Hearts, where like he's gonna wake up five years later, everyone's gonna be different. I was like, no, no, they can't do this to me. No, I would have can't been go through that again. So I'd oh be so my upset. God. But luckily they didn't do that. But what they did do was now that Mob has been knocked the fuck out, his true side comes out. His other so half. this was really interesting. This whole time, I thought this was his emotional state reaching its peak, but no, it's actually revealed. This is the side of Mob that he's been suppressing the yeah. whole time. So and like the when you put show... that together, it, it makes a lot more sense. It does. Like the fact it connects back to the very first time Mob talks about why he doesn't want to use his power because he hurt Ritsu one time when Ritsu. Was, was young. Ritsu getting bullied? Yeah, yeah, he was getting yeah. bullied, and he accidentally hurt one, like hurt really badly one of the bullies. Yeah, someone like hits Mob when he was a kid over the head, and he loses control basically. And it was just like, as kids so are wont to do. <laughs> yeah, as kids would would do attempted murder. So we find out that now that Mob Mob has been knocked out, Shigio comes out, his unrepressed side. Or his his so his suppressed side comes out, and he just wants to go and confess to Subomi, but he's fucking everything up on his warpath, walking to Subomi, and it's just like, yo, what the fuck? I love that they showed what Mob is like at full power when he gives zero fucks. I didn't think we'd actually get to see that ever, honest to god. It, it it's cool. I. Eh. <laughs> oh my Alex oh my god okay I guess Alex isn't gonna talk alright j- Alex said, uh, I mean, I'll keep John talking about it show. no, no I'll, so, I'll keep talking about it too let's go like 
seeing mob at like his question mark question mark question mark percent oh focus camera hello? what the fuck hello? wow yeah. your camera like, is what like what happened hello? to your camera stop stop throwing ramen at it john <laughs> there it goes oh, there, there we go <laughs> that was weird it was like the ghost in the corners but <laughs> yeah Come on. seeing it was dimple <laughs> behind you <laughs> so seeing mob at his true like unrestrained i don't give a fuck power and how much leagues better he is <laughs> don't ignore the secretary in the background getting me ramen but yeah how much leagues mob is stronger than everyone else so he's walking through and he's like he fights against the uh the old claw leaders right and they're just like they're trying to protect their convenience store <laughs> i did think that was funny it's like they've redirected all their energy to protecting a convenience store and they get they're like no i'm sorry manager i lost the store <laughs> rolling back just a little funny. bit um he wakes he wakes up and um like every like he it started with a mild tremor but then like a massive earthquake and everyone's oh, yeah. like, like the, the fuck city just, just happened fucked dude and, and like then... you see a massive storm of like just everything happening around mob and like you see a bunch of police officers like what the fuck's going on and then you start hearing reports from them that like a person matching mob's description was causing an earthquake and they're like what the fuck um you see all this going on and then teru uh sees it and he tries to Stop, yeah, he mob. like lightning steps over to Mob. He's like, haha, Shigeo, I thought I'd see you here. <laughs> like, what's going like, on, buddy? You okay? Yeah, and but the mob's he like, doesn't not realize. Bitch slap. Oh my. He doesn't oh realize God. that it's not Mob he's uh, trying to talk to. <clears throat> it's Mob's alter ego. Yeah, and then like watching Teru fight against Mob and then Mob just beating the absolute loving shit out of him. I just felt so bad. I was like, Teru, he was a bad guy from season one. But right now he's like, this is his redemption arc, right? Where it's like, you, I lost control of myself once, and I thought I was hot shit. And now it's my turn to help you, Mob. And he like keeps fighting against them, and he keeps trying to save the people around him and stuff like that. Because Mob doesn't care about the people around him anymore. He just cares about fighting whoever's in front of him and going to go f- confess to Subomi. And then like you get to the end where uh like he's like, Mob, don't do it. And then Mob fucking just absolutely nukes the shit out of that uh that apartment complex that they're at. And yep. it was like. Bro, he just killed hella people. Like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, how does Shio come back from this? But then it's like, it turns out, Taro used the last of his powers to save everyone. He's like, I won! I beat you this time, Mob! And I'm like, bro, Taro, good character, bro. Bro, because he's like, he's been constantly, he's stronger than ever now, ever after fighting Mob, because he learned his own shortcomings, and he learned to, like, try to be normal, but also, like, become a better person. And I'm like, it's so good. And the fact that he's talking to Mob this entire time about, like, what about your ideals? I thought you were better than this. And then it's like, snap out of it, Mob. And I'm just like, what a good fucking friend. And to protect Mob, he saves all those citizens. Because he knew, he knew deep down Mob was still in there fighting. Because, like, uh, I was just like, oh, God, dude. Oh, and then he so gets good. his hair ripped off again. And then he gets his hair ripped this off. This poor again. boy. He, he's just destined <laughs> to not have hair. <laughs> yeah. He should just keep his head shaved. Oh, and man, then, that, that was such and a good then, after that, after he realized he can't stop Mob, he just protects as many people as he could. We're drawn to the uh, end of the episode, and you see a airplane in the sky. You see the government 
finally doing something. Holy shit, it's Suzuki. Yeah, they deploy yeah. Suzuki. The government, the government finally does something. Let's throw fucking criminals at these guys. Sounds like a government thing they do. Yeah. So then, it's yeah, like so Suzuki goes and fights Mob, and basically he's like, oh, so this is what it's like now that you stopped carrying and fighting at your 100%. Suzuki tries to fight him, and basically Suzuki loses, obviously, because he already lost the Mob once, right? But he was no, like, no, no, I'm gonna... Like, he didn't lose-lose. Uh, he, he just... Uh, he ran away. Up. Yeah, and like well, not to no. mention his, his no his powers got overwhelmed uh, overwhelming and he couldn't control it anymore. So like that fight wasn't a loss per se, but well, now this well, is a full one v one. In in yeah, I, I guess I mean at this I'd point speak. you're I th at this point as a viewer I'm starting to realize that, oh okay the only one that's gonna stop this is Mob himself. Because it, it's like it, it's it's the old theme of like the the hardest battles you'll ever fight are the battles against yourself. So, with Suzuki, he goes and fights Mob, and he's basically like, "I owe you my life. I I owe you a favor. You saved me from going out of control, so I'm gonna save you." And then his son Sho shows up, and then he's like, "We'll fight him as a duo." And then they keep getting their ass kicked, and eventually he get, like he's Suzuki's like, "I'm gonna offer my life to stop Mob." Because he basically saved my life, and I owe it to him anyway. But then as Suzuki approaches Mob, he realizes, Suzuki realizes that he still has his wife, or his ex-wife, and his son. And he's held back by his family now. And he remembers the lesson that he learned from Mob. It's like, it's not, I shouldn't fight. Like, this is, I might be able to stop him if I sacrifice my life. But if I sacrifice my life, I lose everything that I was fighting for. And then he, like, he just turns around, he's like, show... I'm gonna need you to give me uh, help. Give me your lean, uh, lend me your shoulder, so I can, so we can go away from this. And then when he does that, Mob doesn't chase him. And I'm just like, Suzuki has grown as a character. He gets his own redemption arc. <laughs> like what the fuck? Everyone's getting their own closure. Like it's crazy. It's beautiful, is what it is. And that's not the end of the episode either. No, After no. that, fuck. What was it? The Body Improvement Club. Oh yeah, yeah the body improvement he runs club into the Body Improvement Club. <laughs> And they try to, like, they're like, Mob, wake up. Like, we'll help you. Like, oh. And then they, they just get slapped away, you know. And then and Ritsu, Ritsu shows up. Ritsu and Ritsu saves shows them. Up. And then Ritsu tries. And, oh, my God. And then the growth that we have and the closure that we have for Ritsu is so good, too. Because, so Ritsu has always lived in his brother's shadow. That was the main theme of, like, season one. It kind of carries on to season two, where he's still afraid of, like, what his brother will do. And Ritsu finally unlocks 100% of his power, right? Like, it goes Ritsu uh, 100%. And he's like, he's stronger than ever. His his potential has increased even more. But even then, he realizes, that's not what I need to help my brother right now. What I need to do is I need to treat him as an equal. I need to get back to, the, to what we were before when we were still being viewed as equals. I used to be his little brother, and I transformed into this guy that was just afraid of him who's afraid of what he would do. And he does talk about that. Like when he's like, I knew you'd go, uh, I was always afraid that you'd go out of control again. And I see that you have, but it's okay. Uh, big brother. I'll, I'll, I'll stop you this time. It's my turn to help you. And I'm like, Poor bro, I, I started almost crying at that. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And then like Ritsu talks about, you know, his growth and stuff like that. And he, once he realizes like, I haven't treated my brother the same since then, even after all the shit that he's gone through in season one, and season two, he still hasn't treated Mob the same since they were kids, since he was afraid of his big brother. 
and when finally when Ritsu accepts that and he, that's like when he gets that power up he, he accepts the power of friendship and, and he realizes like quite literally what, by the way what he what mob needs right now isn't someone to use psychic powers to battle him at his level but he needs someone to understand who he is and accept him for all that he is and that's the internal struggle that mob has and this is where we start to see like he starts talking like mob is mob but shigeo is someone else so this nine this question mark question mark question mark guy is actually his other self that he's afraid of the one that he locked away because he hurt his younger brother so we learn that there's two guys actually in here there's mob and there's shigeo and mob is the character that the fake guy that on the surface who doesn't laugh who doesn't the mask do anything, he's like, the mask the mask he's the mask and it was like when he comes to that realization because he's like stop hurting my friends i'm the real mob and he's like you're not the real mob you locked that away you locked me away when you hurt your brother because you were afraid of everything and you're rejecting me but i'm the true one i'm the one whose powers that you always use to get your way not anymore and i'm just like bro his inner demon fight bro his inner demon fight i was like this is what it's been culminating this is what it's been all about since day one since this literally is, episode one this has this is literally as you said the accumulation of the entire story of mob psycho and it is god tier it yeah. really is and then we get finally we get to reagan finally stepping in and trying to stop mob he goes in with sarazawa and sarazawa is like we can't get any closer i don't have enough psychic power to protect you and then Reagan's like, fine, I'll do it myself. So he just, like, he goes off. And he's, like, getting fucked up by this tornado and stuff. But he finally reaches Mob. And he's like, I need to talk to you, Mob. And Mob's, like, batting him away. He's like, you know, like, you're, you ain't shit. Like, Master Reagan ain't shit. And eventually... Which, let's he, be honest, Master Reagan ain't shit. <laughs> Master Reagan, he's a con man, right? <laughs> but the craziest thing was that he had... He's like, don't look down on me. I've been improving my body, too. He takes off his shoes and his <laughs> fucking tie and shit and fucking sprints at Mob. He's like, Mob, I'm going to talk to you. <laughs> and then when he finally gets a hold of him and he finally fucking talks to him, he, like, he gets almost, like, he gets slapped down, right? Like, right at the end. And it's like, no, Reagan, he couldn't talk to Bob. And Mob's like, I don't have to listen to anything you say. And then all of a sudden, he t fucking instant teleports in front of Mob. And you're like, whoa, what? What, what and then mob like tries to go and attack him and then he's like Psh! he's like whoa what the fuck he's like is reagan a psychic has he been a psychic this entire time has he been fucking with us and he stops the second blow you're like yo what the fuck and it turns out dibble's back bitch Dibble dead. out of nowhere out of fucking nowhere dibble's back oh fuck that <laughs> caught me off guard i was like i knew oh, he couldn't stay dead God, I my boy knew. i knew he could not stay dead bro I fucking knew Dipple would not stay dead. It's a fucking shonen through and through. No one dies. No <laughs> one dies. So Dipple's back and he's like, you were causing such a ruckus mob that I guess my existence has come back to earth. And then Reagan's like, Dipple, just give me a minute to talk to mob. And Dipple's like, okay, Reagan, like I'll make it happen. Just, I'll make it happen. Just don't die. So then Reagan finally <laughs> confronts mob. He's like, mob, there's something I need to tell you. I'm, I'm a con man. I don't have any psychic powers. And then like, oh, I forgot to mention. So Ritsu is the only one who realizes like uh, because of the shock of um, of the car accident, that's why his brother went out of control. So he needs another big shock to kind of like shock Mob back into control from Shigeo. So when Reagan tells, he finally confesses to Mob 
that he's a he's a big fat phony. He has no psychic powers. He has no idea about ghosts or nothing. He's a big fat fucking phony. When he says that, Mob finally snaps back because <laughs> it's such a big shock to him. He's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> he's like, "What?" And then Reagan goes off on his spiel about like, "Yeah, I've, I've been lying to you this entire time. I'm a con man." But he like he has an actual heart to heart with Mob about the truth. He's like, "I honestly got sick of my job and I started this up on a whim." And I was going to leave on a whim. But when you came through my doors that day, of course, I was using you. But over the time, I realized that you needed someone to talk to and you became my friend. And I'm just like, Reagan's pouring his heart out. And I'm like, oh, Reagan, you're such a good guy. Like, mom knew you were a great guy. But now you're letting everything be bare and you're still a good guy. And it's like, oh, it was so good, bro. Oh, God. Like, I I love that Reagan. Obviously, I knew Reagan was going to be like the last bastion, right? Because it's his master. It's it's the one he's always idolized. So I knew Reagan was going to factor into the end somehow about, like, waking Mob up. But I didn't expect him to, like... I thought he was going to bullshit his way through or something, you know? I thought it was going to go to the stereotypical shonen route of, like, Dimple's going to power feed all the Mob's energy into Reagan, like, in, end of season one, basically. And Reagan's going to get super buff and just beat the shit out of Mob or something. Something to that effect. But, no, they stuck through with the whole we're not fighting with powers... We're fighting with words. We're fighting with emotions. We're fighting with who we are. Yeah, it's like, and then Mob finally comes to terms and realizes, like, when Reagan confesses all that, he's like, look, everyone has sides to them that they don't want others to see. In fact, I hate my other side. I hate the fact that I'm a con man, that I'm, I'm sleazy and stuff like that, but I am who I am, and it's okay to accept who you are. It's okay to be worried. It's okay to everything. And, it, and then that snaps Mob back, and Mob finally... It realizes it's not Mob and Shigio. Mob and Shigio are the same person. So he tells Shigio, he's like, I'm going to accept you for who you are. And Shigio is like, I'm not going to accept you. And then he's like, but you have to because we're the same person. Like, and like both there, personas. There's, been, there's this, been this animated uh, thing of uh, Mob, his personality, his self getting torn off. It, it's a very visual thing. You see pieces of him getting torn off and going to uh, Shigeo. And you see that. But then when he finally says, we have to accept ourselves, you see the pieces all come together. Yeah, and, it finally coalesces. It combines. Yeah. And, and it's it was just like... such a beautiful, artsy uh, way of saying he accepted himself. He has become one. And that yeah. was like, wow. Like, so when, wow. when they represent Shigio, he's like a big scribble and he's kind of just a black outline. And then here's Mob and just like full color. And then like pieces of Mob being absorbed into Shigio because Shigio is finally taking over. But he still wasn't complete. He was an incomplete person. But once they both accepted each other, like we're both Mob, both Shigio, that's when he fuses and he's like, he's come to terms with everything and he's accepted himself. And he can finally feel emotion again. And then he finally goes and meets Subomi at the park and he gets fucking rejected. <laughs> Bro. No. So this this was great though because I, while he honestly... did get rejected and oh by the way this whole time we've seen uh Subomi just like staring at this oncoming storm. She's like and, and she's just should, I, chilling, should I evacuate? Should I get out of here? <laughs> and then every time she starts to leave she's like wait, no, Shigeo is coming over here. I'm I'm, I'm staying for him. And I'm like 
You're the dumbest fucking woman uh, I've seen. Like, Jesus Bro, Christ. Bro, she had faith, man. She had faith. That's why. But, <laughs> True, yeah, so but it, still. So he goes and confesses to uh, Subome, and then he comes back. And he's like, I got rejected. And he smiles on his face. And they're like, what? You got rejected? And they're like, oh, God, is he got to freak out again? But then he just, like, he just starts crying and being sad. And then Reagan's like, well, these things kind of happen, kid. Like, let's go get something to eat. I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> and then they just walk off into the sunset. And, and I'm the- just like. It was it such a, so. What is great is that so mob being knocked out and then having to go come fight his own demons on his insides and stuff like that was such a great thing to do before he went and talked to Subomi because obviously Subomi was going to fucking reject him because she makes it pretty apparent that she doesn't have she doesn't know any of the guys who are asking her out so she's like I don't mention, know she she's made it clear multiple times she just doesn't have the time for a relationship right now yeah she's just like she's kind of my i'm my own person and no one really i don't know any of you so like why would i want to go out with you so it's like it was pretty apparent to me that she was gonna fucking like she obviously likes mob but she's not gonna have time for him because f- she's moving first and yeah. foremost long distance and she's still doing school city. and like and she's that's doing her extremely own extremely yeah. busy yeah so i i knew he was gonna get rejected but <laughs> i love that mob was able to like he had emotions finally he got rejected and he was happy he confessed, but he was, he was also so fucking sad because he got rejected by his crush, right? And it's just and like, then, oh, poor mob. And then afterwards, we see that they are talking every day now, though. On the phone, Even yeah. Though, on the phone. I was like, let's go, my boy. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> You're building to it. You're going copium. there. Copium, dude. Copium. Copium. Copium is a terrible drug. <laughs> but, yeah, so then we get to the ending where it's like uh, – the year has passed, and now uh, Mob is the vice president of the um, Muscle Club. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Body Improvement Club. Club. Yeah, Body Improvement Club. And he can actually keep up with all the runners now and stuff. He's like he he's and he makes a little speech at the end. He's like, you know, a year ago when I did this, I was by the time I got here, I was a little anemic and I couldn't do anything. But look at how far I've come now. And then like it's just all heartwarming and feely and great, and I love it. Uh, freaking the paranormal, um, the telepathy club leader now works at Reagan's office. Mob yeah. doesn't work there anymore. Reagan does, or uh, I mean, um, she does. And then uh, freaking Sarazawa is now there and he's like full of confidence and answering the phones. Like, how can I help you? Would you like to do a phone consultation? He's like, he's grown as a person. I'm like, oh, I happy endings for everyone. So and and my the icing on the fucking cake. The so literal a cake. Of, a literal, literal cake. cake. So they're all like, they invite all the people from the um, who are like the um, <clears throat> people in Mob's life to this office, right? To Reagan's office, and they're all like, "Oh, quiet, quiet, he's here!" And they all hide and stuff. And Reagan walks through the door, and he's talking to Dimple. He's like, "Ah, that was a. I just threw salt everywhere. There was no ghost." And he's like, "Isn't that what you always do?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Good old Reagan, still still doing his salt stuff, <laughs> fucking hydro water salt splash shit." And he walks through the door. He's like, "Oh, why are the lights off?" And he gets there and they're like, well, happy birthday. And I'm like, full circle. Reagan now has friends. Now they're celebrating his birthday. That was a whole thing in episode, in season two, bro. Like, what the fuck? Full circle. I was so happy. Oh, God. Such a well-written show, dude. They closed all the good story beats. It was <laughs> so well done. How dare no. you, Alex? Get out! We don't care about Alex's opinion. It's fine. I like I like the final scene with the with Reagan's birthday. I just think and and I agree. I think a, a lot of the stuff needed to be finished. I just wish they'd done it differently. 
Honestly, I'll tell you what I really wish, because obviously the, the final battle is really a, a battle of mob against himself, right? Yeah. Yep. And it's about self-improvement and the hardest battles you'll ever face are the battles between yourself and, well, yourself. Um, I really wish that it all literally taken place in his mind. See, the thing is, I like that they, because again, they set it up in the very beginning. It's not going to be about the action scenes anymore, about like the crazy psychic powers fighting. It's about personal growth. Oh, that that I, I agree. That's not what I wanted either. I didn't want fights. I didn't want. I didn't want like fights in big air quotes. Um, I wanted like an actual internal battle. And I feel like if they had actually, after he gets hit by the car, if he was actually like passed out, and it all happened in his mind, like all the same stuff could have happened, like all the same stuff, but it all literally takes place in his mind. I would have been okay with that. The fact that it actually happens and he faces no consequences for all the destruction that he causes really bothers me. Well, no, <laughs> there's an out for that. Reagan's like, don't remember that psychic that helped us fix the office in your house? We'll get him. <laughs> ah, Sarizawa, I need you right now. Hurry up, come over here. We I got don't some know. houses and roads. So that, that seems they, like they a really weak out. Okay, look, they they hand wave it. They do hand wave it. I give you that. Yeah, but like I said, ideally no he should have been in jail. <laughs> Well, oh no my has, fucking god! Chill out. Jesus. No one has cared so far, and also he hasn't killed anyone that we know he did of. A lot of public damage, but if you do a lot of public damage, but then you fix everything, like I, I feel like it's probably fine. I, I feel as, like as you'd still seen, get jail time for that. No, but as we've seen, like the government doesn't care. They, they're like, oh yeah, well, as long as everything's fixed, we don't really care. They probably have a special fund just for psychic I, damage. I don't know. I, I feel like it could have been handled a lot differently, and I would have enjoyed it more. I enjoyed it perfectly as is. It like, looks, I, I to love... be fair, to be fair, it looks great. It it all looks fantastic. Oh, because well, I, I like I I wanted it to happen in real life because I wanted it to be a reflect because it's a it is a reflection of like the, again going back to the season one and two, this is what Mob could have turned into, and this is what Mob would have been if he let Shigio take control the entire time of his life, where literally him just walking down the street would cause mayhem. Because no one yeah. could stop him, because he's just unchecked in his fucking psychic. Powers. And it's a very, it's a very real thing, because a lot of us have masks that we put on in public. Like we have a public face that we let people see, and then there's who we really are behind the mask. Anyway, it ends off with mob smiling, and it—that's it, the last frame. And I'm like, I'm so happy for my boy right now. I do I'm like so the last Reagan scene a lot. Friends. The last I, scene I is love... very good. I just love how it wrapped up. Like this is why when we were doing our our Fenny Awards, I was like the best story. I was like. Bro, it's Mob Psycho. Come on. Like, I didn't want to spoil it about why it was the best one, but it was like watching his growth and watching the development from season one all the way to season three, watching them close off all these loops, all these story beats. They actually have a finished fucking ending and everything comes full fucking circle. That's beautiful. That's it's, good writing. It's so incredibly hard to do, too. And the fact that they managed to pull it <laughs> off, fucking brilliant. I, yeah, uh... like, I... <laughs> what Alex? I was gonna say like so what because we've done this for every other season like numerically what do you give the season as a out of ten and then what do you give the entire se uh, series as a whole out of ten? I think this season I'm honestly gonna have to go with a uh, probably an eight and a half. Okay, but as a series whole, nine out of ten. All right, Shinoda. Like, I, none of them have scored nine out of ten in any of the seasons. But it's because you have to watch the entire trilogy to really appreciate it. Hmm. Okay. What about you, Chinoda? Uh, 
Give me one second. I will tell you. <laughs> he's pulling up his mouth. He, he's pulling up his mouth to like double check himself before he answers the question. Nine out of ten for season three, and overall for the entirety of the show, I'll, I'd give it a nine out of ten. I think like it's this is perfect. one of those like top tier shows. Like there's probably very a couple things here and there that like doesn't make it the perfect show one of those 10 out of 10s but like this is up there this is like it's one really of those good. shows yeah this is one of those things that i will forever recommend for the rest of my life i i've already do it for so many people i'm like hey ever heard of mob psycho <laughs> uh, this is one of those shows that i'm gonna remember for the rest of my life as well because i'm just like man that was a good fucking show about personal growth yeah, and like, about human bonds. I'm like, that was such a good It's crazy thing. that Mob Psycho it taught me lessons. It's crazy that this is a shonen. That's what the craziest thing to me about it is. is it doesn't feel a like a shonen. It doesn't, because, you know, again, we talked about this before. It's a stereotypical shonen like Bleach, Naruto, One Piece. Like, yeah, I, I like those shows. I like those manga. <clears throat> but Mob Psycho really brings something else completely to the table. Like, Demon Slayer is a it's a pretty good show in my opinion. It looks great. Love the soundtrack. Shit, However, done. Mob Psycho brings a whole new table. <laughs> it's like it, it's yeah, a merge. It, it's a merging of shonen and slice of life. I honestly believe this because yeah, in slice, slice of life, life you have these, these these like story beats in slice of life where characters are supposed to grow and learn lessons, and it's integrated really well into Mob Psycho. I think. Yeah, I honestly like. I, I can't think of very many shows that ha- I I honestly can't think of any shonen shows that have done what Mob Psycho has done, honestly. Um, like I I I would argue that there is growth and stuff in like in Naruto and stuff like that. Oh, but of course. At at the level, like, you gotta admit, as much as I love Naruto, <laughs> the main three don't get nearly enough development. Certainly right? not the until main, Shippuden. <laughs> certainly not to Shippuden, and there is development for a lot of the characters but there's a lot of surrounding characters yeah it's kind of like mixed mashed you know and it's kind of like an overarching like this is a story about everyone about the village of konoha and stuff like that but it's a story about a place not a person yeah and that's like the entire like the spirit of um ironic since the fucking show is named after one of the characters (laughs) i mean it's always been about that though like the fucking um the will of fire it's yeah about, it's about the will of fire that if you did not understand that naruto was about the will of fire man i i recommend you fucking rewatch that get, shit <laughs> re go reread it it's been always about the will of fire and that's why anyway mob psycho has done a really good job of developing its uh main cast its main protagonist and developing the side characters like it didn't have too little and it definitely did not have too much <clears throat> i think that each character got developed well enough other than subomi but I would argue, Alex, that Tsubomi wasn't a big part of the story anyway. She was the goal for Mob. She wasn't a character for in like because she doesn't actually like do anything for Mob other than be this is the girl I like and I want to confess to. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, this is why she didn't get developed because she's not part of the the she's not part of the personal growth for Mob himself. Which is kind of why I feel like the final the final like uh, arc is kind of (laughs) shallow in that regard. Because the goal, no, while, while the goal she, of self improvement is good, the like the 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 destination you're trying to get to with asking her out is really shallow. It's not though. So. I would I say so. I wouldn't say I, that's I don't, shallow. 
I don't know anything about this character. It's like if you introduced me to a stranger at the very end and said, oh, I'm going to go ask her out. You don't out. need to know that much about Tsubomi other than she's a childhood friend and she's the one that mob from the very get-go. His entire two goals. The he, self-improvement yeah. to learn to accept yeah, John, and then asking out Tsubomi. John, that's literally all you know about her after three seasons. That's it. But that's the point. I mean, she's you not get... supposed to be a character that you're... She's not a character that is meant to be actually a character. You She's... get, I will say this: you do get things peppered in throughout the entirety Very of the series about her. Very minimally, yes, but you do get things here and there. But as John is saying, she's not an important character. She is a goal for Mob, and that's my problem. She wasn't developed enough for me to care about her as a she goal. She represents an idea. You don't have to care about her, though. That's the thing. You're supposed to she care just about represents, Mob. Yeah, I don't. She know. just represents just the ideal for for Mob. Right about why he wants to self improve. Like it's a see, you're missing the point. It's shallow because it is. You're right. Because his entire reason of wanting to self improve starts because of that shallow feeling, but it develops. That's the entire point. And they just had to close off the story beat. I, like I, that's why it feels shallow. Because again, it was shallow at the very beginning, but that's why it starts. I, I and that guess. shallowness of just wanting to confess to Subomi. That has always been the goal. Like I said, from the very first fucking episode. I guess. I just didn't. It, it didn't resonate with me as much as it did with you guys. Listen, you uh, just you just don't have good taste in anime. It's fine. I, I mean, I thought it was okay. I just think it should have been handled differently. I think you could have hit all the exact same story beats. Just just put a different, like, veneer over it. That's why I, I think, think I, can, I feel like if it had happened so. all in know. his head, it would have been better. I don't think it would have been. Uh, I don't think you could have rewrote this any better because Subome has never been a part of any season one or two. Exactly, that's in, my in, problem. In, that's why I'm saying if you rewrote that to be all part of the three seasons, maybe. Yeah, that, that's what it. I wanted. That's 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 part of my problem with the final arc is that like I know so little and I care so little about Subome. If we had had some development throughout the course of the entire run, I think I would care about it more. Not again, mention. you're you're missing the point, man. No, I'm not. not. I, I, the get the, I get the point. I get the point. I get the point. You're not being the forest for the trees. I get I get the point. I'm saying that the way they went about it could have been better. I don't think so. I I, I disagree. Think. I just disagree. We actually have, we have a fundamental disagreement about this. It is fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, I just think you got bad writing, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just wanted the I'm, character that he's supposed to like like be an actual character. She's not supposed to be, though. Again, I don't understand. You're not seeing the forest for the trees. I, what, what am I missing? She is not meant to be a developed character. Why not? Why, why isn't a love interest supposed to be a developed character? Because this isn't a rom-com. <laughs> it's a fucking shonen. Then why should I? self-growth. All right. Then why should I care about her? You, you, you don't, don't have, have to. to. Then why That's do I care? Okay, I okay. Then we we agree. Why do you care? So why do you care that Mob is self improving himself? For the sake of self improvement and the fact that it helps those around him. Why did he start doing it? Because he wanted to find a place in the world for him. Because and? he wanted to confess to Subomi. And it but, literally but, but, starts but, as a shit. It's the point. But it's not the sole point. It's not the only reason he wanted to do it. This That's the major point. Alex, listen. This is the point. This is you. (laughs) But it's not you're 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 talking about it like Subomi was literally the only reason he wanted to improve himself, and it's not. 
It's not the only reason, but it's it was the reason the majority he of his It's shallow character. for a reason. It's the point. But I would argue that the him trying to find a place for himself is far more enjoyable to watch as a means of self-improvement. Which is why that was the main focus of the last part of season three. I would argue that the God first part it. of season three was that was that. Not the not the last. The first part was learning to accept people for who they are because of the whole Decabo thing. Come on. Ekabo. Dimple. Dimple. Just, just call him Dimple. It's fine. Dimple. Oh, also, I didn't even mention it. Him bringing Dimple back at the end completely destroys my, my thing that I said before about the heroic sacrifice. See, I knew that Dimple couldn't have died because, again, Shonen, no one has died yet. I knew they were going to bring him back. I honestly would have preferred it if Dimple died, though. I, see? Yeah, so you agree I, with I, me? I would have you, preferred that. You do agree with me there that it would have been far better if he had stayed dead. I, I actually fully agree. I hate, okay. I mean, again, I understand that it's a shonen. And again, so, you do agree point, that it could have been written better. <laughs> not with the Subomi thing, no. But you agree that that part certain of it could have been written better. Yeah, certain parts. Yeah, there are Alex. certain things I'd, I'd say could be better. Okay. But the Subomi thing, 100% disagree with you. You're wrong because mm -hmm. you're missing the point. You're not seeing the forest for the trees. I still don't understand the point you're saying that I'm missing. I get the idea of self-improvement. Okay, it's great. And one of the reasons he wanted to improve himself was because he, had, he likes his childhood friend, Subomi. Okay, I get it. Listen, they never set her up to be a character in the first place. I don't understand why you want her to be all right, developed. All right, all right, all right. This because is going to go on forever. If I know, this is going developed. on forever. Again, At, Senpai, hmm? yep. the point, you... I, yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I feel like it could have been better, and I don't think it's fine. Anyway, I haven't even and given him. That's fine. That's I mean, your opinion. That you're, you are entitled to it. You really are. And that's okay. That is okay, Alex. It I guess really what I'm is. saying I is I liked it, but I wanted more. Again, if it was a rom-com, I'd agree. But it's not. It's a shonen. Shonen about self-improvement. I didn't mind the fact that he got rejected. I actually I thought that was a good I the good thing to, no, to I, have. I, think it was I really again. like that fact because it sh and it shows after they're talking, they're growing their relationship to that point even more. And I like and that. it kind of leaves it, it open it, to interpretation as to what happens going forward. Yeah, yeah they exactly. could just still just be friends. Like we don't know. Or maybe they be they get together later. Maybe, yeah, Who maybe knows? in high school Who or knows? college yeah. or something they reconnect. I don't know. It could happen. Um, I, I, I do like the fact they're actual friends now. <laughs> that's just actual copium, but okay. I do, I do, I do like the fact that it is left kind of open to interpretation where it goes from there, though. Um, anyway, um, I will say overall, I give this the last season probably a seven out of ten. I would give it a nine out of ten if I liked the final arc a little more. Um, overall, though, I give the entire like series an eight out of ten. <laughs> yeah, that's no, not bad that's for. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I great. will say one thing I, I don't have any problem with and I kind of agree with Shinoda on this is that um, I don't have a problem recommending this I certainly don't have a problem recommending this as a gateway anime oh yeah it's very easy to get into but I, I, I mean the problem with recommending a show like Mob Psycho to as a gateway anime is mm -hmm. that no other anime will be as good <laughs> The standard it sets is so You're goddamn the bar high. high, man. This is why we start well, off with Dragon Ball. And well, like I don't know. A lot of people think that that Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is a gateway anime, and that's pretty good too. I mean, I think Full Metal Alchemist in general is a good gateway anime. Yeah, anime. but it's pretty Not good. Brotherhood. Brotherhood, I think. Brotherhood suffers from the fact that the beginning of it, if you didn't watch Full Metal Alchemist, kind of just yada yadas over a lot of it stuff. It does. But... This is not this is not a Full Metal Alchemist spoiler cast. No. <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe one day. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have a problem recommending this to just about anyone. I feel like this show 
definitely appeals to a lot of different tastes. Um, yeah. And that's good. Um, it's sort of a good all-around kind of anime that um, I feel like kind of... Bi- it's definitely something that I did not expect. No, yeah. Again, yeah. Coming off of One Punch Man, you know one is like the super power scale fantasy guy. And then you get into this story and you're like, oh, it's kind of weird. There, I, There is a super power fantasy scaling shit going on here. But then it just gets more and more involved and deeper into like self-improvement and wanting to be a better person and i would argue that it starts off as sort of the power scaling thing but then they kind of one kind of drops that pretty quickly yeah and especially by the the start of season two it's pretty much gone yeah and i love that it doesn't come back in season three Hmm. my favorite part like i love that the action action sequences in season three is dimple fighting and literally reagan (laughs) fucking trying to get to mob and people getting swatted away by mob. And both look really good. <laughs> They're great. It's um, like it's crazy that the peak action action moments of season three are not the main character. It's about the supporting characters. You're right. It's it's good. That's what, that's what makes Mob Psycho so peak though, that it really is. Honestly, you could say some of the best action sequences in this entire show have not been the main character. Which is good. I think that's um. good. Yeah, I think having a a good supporting cast is very important to having a good, well-rounded anime. I would say it's important to having a good piece of well-rounded fiction. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, Trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to say about Mob Psycho. Um, I have enjoyed this far more than I ever enjoyed One Punch Man. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch season two? No. Have I have reading the manga. I have read the manga though. <laughs> Are you caught up? With, uh, uh, no, Marauders? I'm not caught up, but I have read it. Uh, okay. I will Bro, say the, need, the manga, not not up. one's manga, because that fucking shit is terrible. But um, <laughs> the actual I'm caught up on both get at me. <laughs> the actual the actual manga, I act, I do think is really good. It, the the darker tone kind of suits, I think, the story a little bit better. I just I just love Murata Sensei's art. It, his art is really good too. Yeah, that I, helps. I I legitimately think Murata is one of the greatest mangaka of our time. He's just That's a bold artist. claim, my friend. Very bold. I'd say Mira, but okay. I mean, I, that's what, I, that's Araki what is a person who exists, saying, man. That's what I'm saying. Not the greatest, but one of. One of the greatest. Oh, yeah. Like, up there. I like, mean, story for... and art, especially the art god. I literally... Topic idea. I literally stopped reading for a moment artists. just Ooh, to like, I like that idea a lot, John. We should do that. We should do anime studios, then we should do manga artists, and then we should, like... Absolutely. I'm all for it. We should definitely do that. Um, but yeah, I, like, like John, I went into this. Of course, for the last, what, year and a half, two years, Natai has been absolutely down my fucking throat. It's like, watch mob, watch mob, watch fucking mob, Alex. <laughs> uh, There's a reason why I've been in the Discord constantly saying, yo, mob psychos no, really fuck you fucking guys. good. I waited until the very end of the season <laughs> to binge it. I did not watch this shit week to week. Fuck that. This is you, a show. You I, didn't do it like me. You didn't experience the pain no, in real time. I would never. After watching season one, I was like, you know what? This is a really good show. I like where this is going. I want to see more, mm. but I'm not going to subject myself to these fucking cliffhangers. <laughs> so I'm going to wait till it's done and binge the shit out of it. See, I enjoyed it a lot more like think. that. He's thinking. Fuck you guys. You guys did not experience the pain, the the process of waiting for another episode just so eagerly thinking, what the 
fuck just happened? And like, <laughs> what is happening next week? Oh my god, you guys do not understand. You fucking bingers don't understand how great it is waiting week to week. My it boy, my boy, I don't want to hear your shit. I watched Vinland Saga season one. Fuck you. No, you know that. <laughs> You can try to sell me cock and ball torture all you want. <laughs> I mean, that you're the right person, John. What gives it life? Hey, power to you, the people who love that shit. Not me, man. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I think that's a, that's a great way to, uh, to cock and ball torture is the best way to end this spoiler cast series, I think. Um, oh, yeah. Just titillate the balls a little just, bit. Just tickle, tickle, tickle the testicles. It's fine. <laughs> um this has been fun um so this is kind of an experiment for us doing this uh because hopefully and i hope this works out otherwise i'm gonna look like an absolutely fucking fool when this comes out um we have released this all in the same week all three seasons monday wednesday friday um psycho week psycho yeah, yeah mob psycho 100 week on the podcast i hope you all have enjoyed it uh because um Oh, one last thing I want to mention about the the anime. Um, it's one of those anime where I feel like the journey is far more important than the actual destination. Absolutely, hundred percent about matter. Yeah. So it's kind of why I don't knock off too many points for me not enjoying the final arc because I still enjoyed the journey immensely. Um, but um, I hope you all have enjoyed us going on this journey together. <laughs> Um, it's something that we've talked about doing more and more of on the podcast is these spoiler cast series. Um, I enjoy them. I think John, you enjoy them too. Um, I mean, if it's a spoiler, I, so I like spoiler cast because we really get into the meat of things. Mm -hmm. And like earlier we're getting heated about the host of thing and I'm still, <laughs> but, anyway... still, still. <laughs> but that's why I like about it. Cause it's like, we get, we go full nerd. That's why. Mm go full weeb about these episodes yeah i enjoy it um it's something we want to start doing more of um i still keep trying to tell natai when we get done with monogatari we're doing jojos we're going and doing jojos from the beginning oh God. i thought you guys already did a jojos one didn't you we actually back in the day we did two jojos uh spoiler cast it was one for the anime and one for the manga and that was like four four maybe five years ago now that was me and right yeah so did you guys that. you didn't even have part six yeah, that was was before part five even came out. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Natai and I, I think, want to go and do like a, a re like tread of JoJo's. I don't know if that'll be the next like spoiler cast series we do. Anime we, only or manga too? Probably the, just the the anime since Natai is a filthy fucker who won't read the manga. Oh, that's right, he doesn't read JoJo's either. I like how he comes to me a couple of days ago and he's like, so what's the new JoJo like? And I'm like, fucker, I'm not going to tell you because you're going to go, oh my god, oh, it's a spoiler. <laughs> what's the next one? Jo Jojolian? Uh, Jojo Lands. Jojo Lands, okay. Um, it's it's already the first, the last one? The first, Jojolian was the last one. The first chapter of okay. part nine has come out. It's 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 interesting. Um, there's a guy with titties. Um, it, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, anyway, we're getting way off track. Yeah, uh, 
I'm going to go into the JoJo spoiler cast now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and end this. Thank you all there for dropping in to listen to us. As I said, I hope you've enjoyed this uh, Mob Cycle 100 spoiler cast series that we've done. Check the description below to where you can find links to Anime Club, After Dark, on Twitch, on social media, and on Discord. Um, there's also a link to our merch store down there. Any purchases you make there do really, really help us out. With that, I have been your host, uh, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, guys. Mob. Mob, what do you want? Mob, mob, mob. 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 <laughs>